This is the PKD Black Box, episode 14. This episode of the PKD Black Box is brought to you by MyDigitalComics.com. At MyDigitalComics.com, you can download digital versions of comics such as PKD Media Presents Volume 1, Mercury and the Murder, the Collected Edition, and Wasted Wonderland, along with an assortment of independent and up-and-coming publishers at reasonable prices. Your downloaded comics are non-DRM and transferable to any computer device you have handy. Look for more titles and publishers to arrive as time goes along. Prices start as low as 99 cents. That's MyDigitalComics.com. Welcome back to the PKD Black Box. I'm your host, Sean Pryor, a.k.a. Stan Leroy. Now, even though I just got back from a, uh, a brief vacation, Lord knows I needed the R&R, doesn't mean that I don't have an episode of the PKD Black Box ready for you. I've actually got a few in the editing bay ready to go that I'm, now that I'm back in town. But while I'm doing that and piecing together comic books, getting ready for the Super CGS Super Show and getting episodes ready for you over the next few weeks, I wanted to give you a Ghostbusters retrospective. As a matter of fact, back in January, I was a guest on the Comic Tube podcast. The Comic Tube podcast talks about things of a source for comic book movies, TV shows, and video games. It's hosted by Leroy Rivera and his co-host Brad. I joined them. As we discussed uh, Ghostbusters, we talked about the movies, the video games, the cartoons, and we, you know, we kind of gave our thoughts on the third movie that's supposedly coming out next year. Had a really good time being on their show. Leroy is a real good friend of mine. He's really good people. He's an aspiring uh, film director, screenwriter, you name it. He'll, he'll do it all. He'll probably be like Robert Rodriguez and build his own studio and like do all the special effects and like push boulders down the street or whatever. But anyway, Leroy is a really good person, a very inspiring person. And Brad is real cool, too. This was a really fun time. If you love Ghostbusters and you've never listened to the Comic Tube podcast, this is a good place to start. So I really hope you enjoy the show. Come back next week. Like I said before, I've got about eight weeks of recordings already in the can. I'm just editing them together, getting them ready for you. And we're going to continue to have some good times. So until then, talk to you next week. You guys are listening to Comic Tube episode number 49. Ghostbusters Retrospective. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You were right about me all along, Mr. Kent. I am the villain of the story. Sometimes you gotta run before you can walk. You saved the cheerleader so we could save the world. This is Batman. You're listening to Comic Tube because that's what they do. Because I'm Batman. You're your host, Leroy and Bat. All right, now before I start, I just want to give a few spoiler warnings. We are going to be going in depth with this episode. Um, with everything Ghostbusters, from both movies to cartoon, the newest video game that came out this past summer for the 360 and PS3. However, before we do start this, I do want to wish everyone a happy new year for 2010. Um, also, we are proud members of HeroesCorner.com, and I just want to say some stuff that they have on sale. Well, since this is a Ghostbusters-related topic, let's start with this. Ghostbusters 
Displace Aggression Trade Paperback Volume 1, which is actually out for uh, $11.69. That means you pretty much save 35% off. It's actually pretty sweet. Um, in this collection of the latest Ghostbusters adventure, the Busters have been defeated by the pan-dimensional demon Lord Kolzar Rai, the father of Gozar, and the villain has separated them across the time stream. Now Peter Ray and Egon must find their way to return to the present-day Earth and free all of humanity from the rule of Kolzar Rai. Wow, that, that pretty much has to suck. Gozar's, fa Gozar's father pretty much just wants to beat their ass. That's... I wouldn't want to be them. Anyway... For those that do listen to us on the show, know that we are big Terminator fans here. So check this awesome deal out. Terminator is now being published again by Dark Horse. And now Zach Whedon, which is the brother of Josh Whedon, is writing it. So Terminator issue number one of three, it's actually called Terminator issue one, there's no subtitle, will be pretty much from the point of view of Kyle Reese. So this seems to be a story based on him and not John Connor, which is truly amazing. And you know what's awesome? It's only 88 cents. So you save 75% off, guys. I mean, I think it's even worth getting if you're a Terminator fan. And if you aren't a Terminator fan, this comic is less than a dollar. 88 cents. Brand new. So uh, that's something you guys should really check out. You can check these twos out and more, as well as our pick of the month for January, which include Justice League Crisis on Two Earths DVD, Halo Legends DVD, and Blackest Night issue number 8, which is the conclusion of the Je Jeff Johns epic story of... You know, the blackest night for those DC readers out there. Actually, as well as for the month of January, um, the thing is, Sean Pryor of PKD Media will be joining us on this episode, and he has a few picks as well. Um, his picks include G.I. Joe Real American Hero number 155.5, Donald Duck and Friends number 352, and Don, I'm sorry if I'm butchering this, Don Bluth's Space Ace to trade paperback. So it's something you guys might want to check out. And, and as well as more. There's so many, you know, comics that are supposed to be coming out for the month of March. You guys should just check this out here. And you get, like, at the very least, 30% off plus more, depending on what you're getting, which is actually pretty cool. Um, with all your comics, you know, you get your free bags, your free boards, and the most, and I'm speaking this out of, per, out of personal experience, the most awesome customer service around. So the site again is www.heroescorner.com, and now we start our episode. Actually, before I start the episode, I forgot to mention one quick thing. At the end of this episode, I do have a nice little blooper reel that's a little different than normal. I just hope you guys enjoy the way I did that one. Um, so be sure to check that blooper reel out at the end if you can. So yeah, that's it. Let's start this episode right now. Let's 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 start our let's start our Ghostbusters review. Oh, or, okay. oh yeah, right, right, right. Brad has an announcement to make. Go for it. Um. I want to uh, tell everybody that's listening, there is a book that just came out called Hollywood Monster. It came out the day of this recording, so it's already out. You can go pick it up. It's uh, 26 bucks at uh, Barnes & Noble. It's Robert England's memoirs. Oh, cool. There, I, I was checking out a few chapters of it. There are some amazing stories involving Mark Hamill in it. Really? Yes, about how they he used to come over. They'd sit around, drink a few beers, listen to bootleg Monty Python uh, English radio instead of the movies. Um, how Mark Hamill's apartment was so horrible that he ended up using Robert England's apartment as his bachelor pad. There's just some great stories in there. Cool. That's see, I had no idea about that. I mean, you know, there's been all types of stuff about Mark Hamill out there, but I never knew that though. That's pretty nice. 
It, it's a really good read from what I've checked so far. Cool. Now, when did you say it was coming out? Or is it is out right it, now? It's out today. Cool. How much does it cost? It's the the hard copy is twenty six. You can get it for an ebook for nine ninety nine, or uh, download it or buy it from Barnes and Noble site for twenty. Nice. Hmm. I'll wait for the soft cover. I usually wait for those. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Onward. We, all right. Onward with with ghost. See, now I want to talk about Freddy Krueger. Okay, <laughs> you should you should have saved that for the end. After losing their jobs at Columbia University, a trio of misfit parapsychologists, Peter Venkman, Ray Stance, and Egon Spengler, established their own paranormal exterminator service, Ghostbusters. I've said this before, and I'll say this again. Everyone for every holiday has a movie to watch. For Halloween, my Halloween movie that I have to watch every year on Halloween is Ghostbusters. Now, why is that? Just because the movie's awesome, and for some odd reason, it's a good. Ha- it's a Halloween movie. It's, in my opinion, it's a Halloween movie because obviously they're hunting ghosts. Halloween but, would make more sense, huh? Halloween would make more sense. No, but with me personally, with me, the reason why I, I pick this one specifically is because it has both a mixture of creepiness, seriousness, and comedy to it. At its time, especially. Oh, yeah, I, I could agree with you on that fully. Be, ghosts were scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I was little. I was like, oh, 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 that she-he thing, that, that, I don't want that in my closet. See, ghosts yeah, didn't I, really... I, oh, go ahead. I, I don't want it in my closet. I want it in my bed. But you sir, don't know, sir, you don't know if it has a... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, but, but you don't know whether it is a he or she. That's the problem. Yes, y- yes I do. <laughs> well, we know the ac- the actress was. Now, granted, the original Gozer was supposed to be played by Paul Rubens, aka Pee Wee Herman. Now, if you want Paul, if you now if you want Pee Wee in your bed, <laughs> that's a different story. I, I can't really help you on that. So, <laughs> oh, awesome! Oh man, even Sean got you, and I thought he would never get you, and he's so docile. <laughs> awesome. Wait a minute, did, did Ziggo just use the word docile? I have never heard that word used in a podcast ever. <laughs> that is a podcast first, docile. I feel like I'm supposed to be in the forest or something. Sweet. Well, you're, you're in the concrete jungle. Uh, that is true. That is true. But no, um, what was the actress's name that played uh, Gozer? Was she like some type of model or something? Yeah, I know like? she was a model. Yeah. Slavic name I can't pronounce. There we go. That's her name. Did you... I just said Slavic name I can't pronounce. That, that, that's <laughs> oh, that, that, that'll work for me then. That's fine. But now, is this a film that you watch every single Halloween ago? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been doing so since I got the DVD for my birthday. I used nice. to have it on VHS and I lost it. See, I had a VHS copy, you know, back in the primitive days of VHS. We, would, we just taped it off of HBO. Oh, that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it was a, um, what happened was one night, um, me and, cause me and my mom, me and my mom, we, uh, my mom is a big Ghostbusters fan, still is to this day. But one night on HBO, they played it at midnight and they weren't supposed to play it yet because this was during the days of you had the TV guide and then you had this separate cable guide, which told you like when HBO was playing something, when Showtime was playing something, blah, blah, blah. And it was not in the schedule. 
So lo and behold, it just shows up out of nowhere. My mom already had a VHS tape in and she recorded it. And we watched it like for like the next three weeks. So, so yeah, no, that, that movie, um, it, it holds a lot of memories for me. It holds, it holds a lot of memories for me. Now, I normally watch it during New Year's or New Year's Day because it's just a tradition of, that me and all my friends do. Because during college, we'd hang out, do New Year's Eve thing. And then the next morning, we just get up and we started watching Ghostbusters. So <laughs> for, for me, for me, it's more of a it's more of like a new a, a new year, a New Year's Day type deal. But no, I feel you on the Halloween thing, because that definitely fits a lot better than mine. This this weekend, I'm going to a friend's house and for Halloween down in Delaware. I always go down there every so often. And usually their Halloween tradition is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. Another awesome movie. I love that movie. That is my Halloween tradition. Go to the stage show every year. Yeah. And I asked her, I was like, is it okay if we can mix up traditions this year? And she said, what's your tradition? I always watch Ghostbusters the movie. Can I bring my DVD? Hell yeah, bring it. So that's going to be pretty neat. Yeah. Now, um, I was introduced. Uh, let's talk about how we were introduced. I was introduced with Ghostbusters from the cartoon. I'm a little youngling. I was born in 86, two years after the original movie came out. So I was introduced to it through the cartoon. So real I, Ghostbusters? The real Ghostbusters, yeah. Yes. And I never saw the movie. I saw snippets of the movie through Muppet Babies. And live action. <laughs> remember, if you guys remember Muppet Babies, they would have Star Wars clips and, you know, um, Ghostbusters clips. But they would only have the clip of Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. And I'd be like, oh, look, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man's in people. Oh, okay. I was a little kid, you know. So I'm like, oh, look, he's in people because I'm I'm used to, and, and it wasn't even Stay Puft Marshmallow. It's it's Big Guy because that was his name from the cartoon. That's what Slimer used to call him, the Big yep. Guy. So it's like, oh, look, Big Guy's in people, and I would point to, oh, look, Ma, you know. So one time, uh, my 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 biological mom recorded both movies back to back on one VHS tape for me. Uh, shortly after the second movie came out, and I remember when I first saw it, I was like. Okay, why 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 does Winston have a mustache? Why why is Egon not blonde? Why is Peter <laughs> balding? Why is Slimer evil? What's going on here? What what's up with all right that, that makes sense. Big guy might be a little cranky. But <laughs> you know, maybe he's just stepping around. You know, I was a little confused, but I still loved it. And that is the first movie that when I was done watching it, I didn't even see part two right away, even though it was right after, but I didn't know. As soon as I was done watching it, I turned to my mom and I said, can I watch this again? And she let me rewind it and watch it again. It's great. Sorry, that was a little... Oh, no, child, that's cool. Childhood I mean, well, joy. Childhood joy. No, no, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, a lot of people, especially people your age, were introduced via the cartoons. See, I'm the old timer uh, on this show. So, yeah, I went to the movie theater to go see it when it came out. And that's when going to the movies was an event. There was no... Uh, wait for the DVD to come out three months after the release of the, you know, the release of the movie. No, you either went to the movie theater or you literally waited up to a year yeah. to get it on, you know, VHS or rent it or possibly watch it on a cable. So, you know, it was a big event. It was a big deal. So that, so for me coming up, that's how it went. Um, I, I believe the first time I was introduced was one time at my uh, grandmother's house where they played it on Comedy Central. I'm, I'm not sure if it was that or the cartoon, but that's just my earliest memory of it. But I did definitely watch the real Ghostbusters and even Extreme Ghostbusters. 
And the cool thing about the cartoon is, is that even the cartoon to a point followed some of the movie continuity. I think the first episode followed it of the cartoon. No, it it all depends because some people, like the first episode of the real Ghostbusters was supposedly Ghost R Us. And Ghost R Us was the one where the episode where they, uh, like these three ghosts pretended that they were quote unquote Ghostbusters and busting ghosts, even though they weren't, they were putting the Ghostbusters out of business. Okay. Yeah. I see that here. But that was the very first episode, the first episode that aired. But then there was an episode that came out a little bit later that explained what Citizen happened. Ghost. Um, yes, yes. They, yeah, that, that's the one that explained what happened after, uh, the, um, after the movie and why Slimer became, you know, started to live with them and all that stuff. So, you know, and, and, and even Walter Peck showed up in the cartoon. Oh, really? I don't remember that. Because, like I said, yeah. I, I think I was too young to remember. So it's like, okay, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, okay, monsters here and there, okay, you know. Get in the trap, you know. But I didn't start, like, when I started watching the movie over and over, that's when I started picking up on continuity. So, yeah, I, no, but this this movie, what, what I love about this movie so much and is that it's funny, but it still has his balance of serious moments. It isn't like comedy nowadays. I'm not trying to bash on comedy, but a lot of comedy, they're trying to be stupid just to be stupid. This one, in my opinion, had a serious tone, and at the same time, it managed to be funny. But of well, course, it was aimed for old. It was aimed for an older audience because when I was little, it's like, hey, whatever, Ghostbusters, you know. <laughs> well, you also gotta look at it like this, though. You weren't inundated by you know numbers of trailers. You didn't know anything about the movie until you watched it. There were no spoilers. You know th- that movie was a, is a product of an entirely different era. So I mean, nowadays, if a movie comes out, you already know everything about it before you go see it so your expectations you know you really don't walk in with expectations or you walk out disappointed because you already knew everything about it so for you know like once again for me because of the time era because of the era that it came out Mm -hmm. you know the movie holds a lot of merit and it holds a lot of weight because we knew nothing about the film the only thing we knew about the film was like the one trailer it had that's it and every now and then you saw a commercial and and that was it nothing more nothing less so so I mean yeah it's it, it holds up it holds up very well. It still does to this day for a 1984 movie. I love it. I'm 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 considering even picking up the Blu-ray for that. Wow, it was, it was 84? 84, dude. God, I I, I want to say it was like 88. It was ahead of its time. I feel like that's one of those rare movies that it was just ahead of its time. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, even on the special effects tip, it was it was definitely ahead of its time. Oh god, for 84, that was amazing. Oh yeah, no doubt. Especially the Slimer effects. Yeah. Oh man, I love Slime. Oh, well, the Blob in in that. Movie. Yeah, the Blob. The Blob. I I love. And you know, it's just this is one movie that you can seriously just quote throughout the whole thing. I mean, I I still to this day sometimes when I'm just walking around, I see someone with weird technology. What are you supposed to be? Some kind of a cosmonaut or something? <laughs> <laughs> Tell them about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? It's a big Twinkie. I had someone do that to me while I was eating it. I was like, I love you forever for knowing that. <laughs> yeah, man. Now, now, but what do you th- what do you guys like think about as far as the characters? Who's your favorite Ghostbuster? Mine? Oh, mine personally is Peter, hands down. Peter, um, hands down because of just the way that he doesn't... He's a scientist, but he doesn't care about things. You, you know that, like... For example, the, the experiments. He's trying to conduct... Um, some type of 
you know the paranormal uh, what was it psychic yes uh, the, you know he's oh, the, 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 with sorry. the two students yeah with the two i forgot what it was called but he was esp he was trying to conduct esp he was getting it kind of right she was getting it wrong and he was shocking him just to see if he can get in her pants or something you know <laughs> or, or at the time getting in her pants it was very innocent back then it wasn't like too obvious you know or when when they went, you know, like they're when they're hunting Slimer for the first time, when they're hunting their first ghost in the hotel, you know, you have um, you have Ray come out, and then you have Egon come out, and then Peter just walks out like whatever, dude. Oh yeah, no, he doesn't believe at all. I mean, even even after they saw the ghost at the library, he he could care less. You know, he he thought it was funny more than anything else. Yeah, and, and the first time, what was it? Um, they're all like, I know what to do. I know exactly what to do. Let's go. Get her! And then he's taunting Ray. Ah, that was your big plan. Get her! You know, he's for, for a scientist, it's just really hilarious that for a scientist, this guy is just very, like, laid back. I love it. You know, um, another example is when Walter Peck goes to visit. He's just there smoking a cigarette, just hanging out, and Walter's trying to get some information, and he's just there like, dude, fuck off, you know? Oh, yeah, well, not only that, but for scientists, they really come off as, um, you know, the whole crew, especially with Winston. They just come off as working-class folks. Mm -hmm. they, they, they really have that working-class appeal, even though they're, like, you know, they're super scientists. I mean, how many times, you know, there's one scene where Ray is working on the car, and, you know, he's got a cigarette in his mouth. Or like you know, Peter comes you know, come, comes comes back from a, from a job and he cracks open a cold beer. And he's got a you know a cigarette, you know stuff like that. They're just it's just like real. It's like blue collar science. Uh, it, it's a coin of phrase. That actually sounds like a good idea. That's actually no. That's a great way to put it. Blue collar science. I love I'm it. I'm writing that. I'm writing that down. That's trademark PKD Media P 2009, y'all. Yep. Yep. <laughs> do that. You do that. That's great. That's dude. You seriously should write that down. Are you writing it down? I'm, I'm writing it down. Trust <laughs> right, me. I'm cool. writing it down right now. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I've you know Peter is of course my favorite one also. But I've got to say my favorite thing about the characters though is they're so much like a family. Like with uh, Egon being the level-headed mother, the head of everybody, and Peter being the not caring father, and of course Ray's the child. <laughs> <laughs> just like when they go to the firehouse first time he slides down the pole as they're trying to make the deal trying to get a little cheaper it's like come on can we stay here tonight come on yeah, yeah ray's my favorite you know it's like ray then you know ray's my favorite for the simple fact he's the big kid no matter what you know it, it doesn't matter i mean he can still be the scientist you know he can also you know get under the hood, hood of the car and uh, and fix it and all, all that other fun stuff but at the end of the day He's just a big kid that loves his job. Yeah. And that's all we can ever ask for. Oh, pretty much. And 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 that even transferred over really well into the cartoon series as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, dead on. I mean, dead on. I mean, I look like Dan Aykroyd, but as far as the behavior, the attitude, the demeanor, straight up kid. Straight up big kid. Sounds like me. I mean, even near the end when Gozu was saying, choose your destructor, choose, you know, Gozu the Gozarian, you know. Traveler has come. Uh, Don't Ray? think about anything. It just popped in there. What just popped in there? I, I, I tried to think. Look! No! It can't be. What is it? It can't be. What did you do, Ray? Oh, shit. Well, there's something you don't see every day. Tried to think of the most harmless thing. 
something I loved from my childhood. Something that could never, ever possibly destroy us. Mr. Stay Puft. Nice thinking, Ray. We used to roast Stay Puft marshmallows by the fire at Camp Wakanda. Ray has gone bye-bye, Egon. What have you got left? Sorry, Venkman. I'm terrified beyond the capacity for rational thought. Funny us going out like this, killed by a hundred-foot marshmallow man. We've been going about this all wrong. This Mr. Stay Puft is okay. He's a sailor. He's in New York. We get this guy laid, we won't have any trouble. Oh, man. Uh, you know, it's again, it's it's one of those lovable quotable movies. And obviously, we're jumping around. Well, obviously, after 20 minutes of talking, we're jumping around the movie because we're going to assume you all have seen this movie. If you haven't, why are you listening? I mean, you have to. This movie's just great. Uh, Sean, last time we did this, you were talking about the special features that are in the, in the DVD on the, on the DVD, yeah. 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 Um, it all depends on which one you have because I have the original releases on DVD um, when they first, you know, when they first came out back in the, uh, uh, you know, like '99 or 2000. I think it was 1999. Um, I have the Ghostbusters two pack with uh, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters two, and with Ghostbusters, what they did is they had this um, commentary with Harold Ramis, and I want to say it was uh, Zemeckis, I think. Mm-hmm. And the way they set it up. It looked like an episode of MST3K, Mystery Science Theater 3000, oh, cool. <laughs> where you had where you had like uh, you could you could see like the images like instead of like you know it being like uh, Michael or Joel and Crow T Robot and uh, Tom Servo, it was Harold Ray and Mrs. Zemeckis, and they're talking about the movie and everything that went on you know while they were filming the movie, all the behind the scenes stuff. They're just talking. And, like, you can see him move, and, like, you know, Egon's kind of, like, you know, pointing his finger at the screen, you know, doing silly stuff. And that was a real high-selling high point for me to get, the, to get that set. They also had this thing, and this is one of those uh, things with DVD technology that kind of just really faded away into to obscurity because either, A, nobody used it, or, B, nobody really knew how to utilize it properly. But it was uh, the whole behind-the-scenes at different angles. So what you could do is you could take a certain scene, and if they had footage of, uh, like, you know, if they had footage, old footage of uh, a certain scene, but from different angles, you could constantly flip the camera angles for a certain scene. But this is all DVD extra stuff. But nobody really caught on to that too much. And um, they had the original trailer and some other stuff. And then later on, a couple years later, when they re-released Ghostbusters one and two in the little slimline uh, packaging, had a couple extra episodes of the real Ghostbusters on it. And it also had this booklet that had all these um, schematics and drawings and behind-the-scenes stuff and concept sketches and whatnot of Ghostbusters. Really, really cool material. Yeah, that's um, uh, concepts of like when they looked like a SWAT team, isn't it? Yes, yes. And like they didn't have proton packs, but they kind of had like these funky wands or something like that. Yeah, so bad. Would have been a different movie. Oh, completely different oh, movie. Oh, a lot of things could have made this a different movie. Yeah. I think there's one of those things that everything just fell into perfect place. Um, if memory serves me right, I'm trying to remember from last time we talked about this. Originally, John, John Belushi was supposed to be in it and not Bill Murray. But then, you know, John Belushi passed away and all that stuff. And so, so you ended up getting Bill Murray instead of John Belushi. Um, Harold Ramis, at the time, had, like, had stepped away from acting and he wanted to pursue writing and directing. He wanted to make a stronger focus on that side of the film industry. And they had a lot of different people, you know, either either mentioned or, you know, or to try out for the role of uh, Egon Spangler, like uh, Christopher Walken. Um, let's see who else. I got the list right here. Hold on one second. Let's see here. Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, Chevy Chase, 
Michael Keaton, Christopher Walken, John Lithgow, Christopher Lloyd, and Jeff Goldblum were all considered for the role. Oh, you know, wow. I can definitely see Michael Keaton in this movie. Uh, I don't know. Out of those named, I can see uh, Jeff Goldblum or uh, John Lithgow. That too. Yeah. See, I can see I can see Goldblum as Egon, and I can see Michael Keaton as Peter. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I could see that. Now, and I, I, you know, I wouldn't want that because, I, you know, I got Bill Murray. No, no, we already, that, yeah. I could see walking as Peck. Yes. Yeah. And then the whole big thing, originally, um, Aykroyd and them wanted uh, Eddie Murphy to play Winston. And he um, declined um, because he was uh, filming Beverly Hills Cop at the same time. And see, Wikipedia says he was doing Beverly Hills Cop. But I read back in the back in the day that instead of doing Ghostbusters, he got a big fat payday to do a film called Best Defense, which he's probably tanked. kicking himself. No, well, you know, Eddie's always had this thing, and it was in a it was an entertainment article that came out a couple years ago that for the longest time Eddie was about one thing: the paycheck. And and to an extent, it's hurt him. So he's always, you know, because a lot of times he's been about been about the paycheck. Look at a lot of the films that he's done. And then when he finally decided to like do something different and actually do some acting, like in uh, Dreamgirls, for example, he gets like a Golden Globe nomination, and he wins a Golden Globe. He gets an Academy Award nom- nomination, and what happens right after that? Norbit comes out, and he goes right oh. back to what he used to do. Oh. Yes. So uh, that uh, you know, I, I miss I, I miss, I miss old school Eddie Murphy. Well, it's not saying that people can change, you know. And there's it's, nothing it's wrong. The roles he's picked, that's why. It's just that I kind of wish that he kind of, you know, I miss stuff like Coming to America, Ultimate Classic. Yes, Ultimate. I like but, Beverly Hills Cop. I oh, love so, that. I, I love it. I love it. But we will not mention Beverly Hills Cop Three. I'm sorry. We wait, wait, what? We did. Thank you. That, that's yeah. all I need. That's okay, <laughs> good. We're good. We were all on the same boat. Okay, we're good. We're good. I mean, I, I remember two came out straight to DVD, but what, no, three, two was in the movie theater. That was a joke, Leroy. <laughs> uh, oh, I see what you did, Dar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but the, la- the last two roles, um, Louis Tully was originally conceived to uh, be uh, played by John Candy, but he couldn't commit to the role, so you got Rick Moranis instead. And, um, and we, as we talked about before, um, Gozer was supposed to be played by Paul Rubens, and that didn't happen. Instead, you got the Yugoslavian model Slavica Jovan. Like I said, Slavic name I can't pronounce. There you go. <laughs> uh, John Candy's dead now too, isn't he? Oh yeah, he died years ago. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we said, this movie could have been totally different. And honestly, I think you know, I mean, it is sad that John Belushi died and couldn't play the role. But I mean, I think it was for the better for the film. Yeah, I, no, I agree with you. Um, there's no question there. I, the, the casting is uh, the casting on this film is absolutely cool. What is then starting with Sean? What is your favorite moment of this movie? Uh, my favorite moment of, of of this movie is when they are in the elevator. Um, they're at the uh, hotel, um, or you know, not the hotel, but the fancy uh, apartment complex, and they're in the elevators, and you know, their first mission, and they're all in there together, and. And, um, that was Ray, the hotel. Yeah, the hotel. Oh, it was the hotel. Okay, mm-hmm. for some reason I thought it was an apartment, but it was the hotel. Okay, and you know they never tested the equipment. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> so because I can't remember who said what, 
they're like, you know, we should have really tested this. And then one of the guys said, I blame myself. And then Peter's like, you should. What are you supposed to be, some kind of a cosmonaut? <laughs> no, we're exterminators. Somebody saw a cockroach up on 12. That's got to be some cockroach. Bite your head off, man. You know, it's just occurred to me, we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. I blame myself. So do I. Well, no sense worrying about it now. Why worry? Each of us is wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. Yep. Let's get ready. Switch me on. Turn me on. And they flip, they flip the switch, and you see like Egon and Peter like to the other side of, of the elevator. Like that's going to save them when that thing explodes. <laughs> you, you know, that is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. And it's something simple. That whole situation in that hotel, the whole hotel, the whole hotel scene to me is just pure gold. Oh, yeah. The whole the whole thing. I mean, when they're trying to I mean, as soon as they come out and they see the lady come out. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. We thought you were someone else. Successful test. I guess so. Uh, I think we better split up. Good idea. Yeah, we can do more damage that way. There's just so many moments to pick from. Oh, yeah, no, there's a lot. I I think that was an unfair question of me to ask, but, you know. Hell, just just about any moment with Peter is just amazing. Oh, yeah. The mayor, when they go to the mayor and Walter Pexter and they're just talking back and forth. And again, one of the reasons why I love Peter so much is because he's so charming to a certain point, you know. They're over here talking and they're trying to convince the mayor, all right, look, there's a whole bunch of paranormal activity going on and we need to help. And then Walter Peck's like on their case, like, no, you know, these guys, they use hallucinogens. They're doing all that stuff. And Peter is convincing the mayor while pissing off Walter Peck. You know, everything was fine until Dickless here shut it all off. How, how? Is this true? Yes, sir. This man has no dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love that. And then they're fighting, and then I love the whole scene where... Or you could accept the fact that this city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. Well, what do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, Mr. Yes. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Exactly. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Enough, I get the point. But what if you're wrong? If I'm wrong, nothing happens. We go to jail, peacefully, quietly. We'll enjoy it. But if I'm right, and we can stop this thing, Lenny, you will have saved the lives of millions of registered voters. Well, well, um, Dana Barrett, or Sigourney Weaver, said it best. She called him a car salesman. She called him a salesman or something uh, like that. No, uh, a TV show host. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Game yeah, show host. Game, Game show host. host. Which, he, yeah. which we see that in uh, the, su- the sequel for a second. Uh, well, he wasn't a game show host. He was like the host of like that um, paranormal. Like a nightline. Yeah, that weird show or whatever. I forget what it was called. Totally weird or something yeah. like that. I cannot remember. Yep. The overall film, the way it flows from beginning to end is very smooth. 
And not only that, I like one. There's one scene in the movie where, you know, because all this paranormal activity is building up and things are getting crazier and crazier. And this is like this one human moment between Winston and Ray as they're driving back from a job. Mm. Oh, yes. And then, you know, like, and they start talking about like religion and everything that's going on. And like, you know, Ray tries to break it down from a scientific side. And then Winston just breaks it down from like an everyman side. And, you know, it's kind of deep. And like, it was just like, Ray was like, you know, they, they really didn't know what to say afterwards, so they just like turned up the radio and like went about their way because they knew something big was going to happen. They just couldn't really pinpoint it, and they oh. just both had they both had different ways of going about getting to that point. And, and and that's again one of the moments that I love about this movie is that you, here you have a comedy and it just goes to this powerful moment because you did it was to me and I'm I'm gonna sound like a typical film student here, but to me this was a perfect commentary on the supernatural from a religion from an from like you said an everyman point of view and a scientific point of view let's see this this all goes down to the amazing writing by Aykroyd and ramus oh yeah the i mean it's really hard to put moments like that in comedies nowadays Mm -hmm. and they successfully did it and it's amazing well and once again like i said before you weren't sold the whole film before you saw it it will. It would be pretty darn hard. I mean, every now and then you'll get one that sneaks through because nobody knows what the film is about, or it just creeps up on you. Like, say, for instance, The Hangover. You know, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have seen The Hangover. But I love hilarious. that movie. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. And Asian compl- mafia man for the win. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's love all right. I love them. Sorry. And the whole thing about that is, is that yeah, you saw the trailer, but they actually gave you more. Than was you know than what was just in the trailer, you know yeah they showed a couple things on the internet but they made sure that you got so much more when you went to the movie theater and that's what kind of that's what Ghostbusters does for me it just gives you a lot, yeah, without selling everything to you before you walk in. Mm-hmm. That's true. Now, um, uh, what was her name? Janine uh, played by Annie Potts. Now, I know there was like this big transgression between the first movie and the second movie because, you know, I mean, she always had a she had a crush on Egon in the in the first movie, but in the second movie, they moved it more towards uh Lewis Tully, which was kind of strange because even the cartoon didn't really focus into that until like years later. Because even the cartoon for the longest time she always had a crush on Egon. Yeah. So I found it to be a bit bizarre the way they flipped it up. But um but what did you think about Janine though? You know, I loved it because it was a typical New York secretary. And me living here in New York City, it's like, okay, at the time, I remember that was very common. That was pretty much like the hipster of back in the day. Even though they so freaking sarcastic. Yeah, obviously they made her more hipsterish with the cartoon with the red hair and in the subsequent movie part two. But I loved, I, I, I always loved Janine because she was like, like one line said it perfectly. And this is how New Yorkers work. And it's true. You know, I'm I'm underpaid. I'm overworked. And I'm stressed out. I need a vacation. And he's <laughs> like, I, I forgot what he said. Like, it's a great job, isn't it? Ghostbusters. What do you want? <laughs> like, really pissed off. <laughs> yeah, I was just talking to a friend of mine because uh, they were giving part two the other day, okay. and uh, I guess we can touch lightly on part two. Sean, you started off. I think you were the one that said that part two was made because of the cartoon. Well, it's one of those things where you know the first film was such a huge, a huge su- success. I mean, it was monumental in the amounts of money that it made in the states and overseas. So it was more than expected that a sequel was going to happen. But there was so much time that lapsed in between sequels. I want to say between possibly three to four years. 
where you know time you know times have changed a little bit the real ghostbusters was a very popular cartoon and so when you watch the movie yeah you can tell that um you know they had to make a sequel and everything but it, a lot of it caters more towards this um middle ground where it's kind of like the ghostbusters meets a real ghostbusters type deal so essentially it's kind of like a live action version of the real ghostbusters that's how it really plays off to me and I don't know how it plays off to anybody else, but that's how it really, really comes off to me because the first one, you know, the lang, you know, there's a lot, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of language. Um, it's very, it's creepy, you know. I mean, it's creepy in parts, kind of scary, you know, kind of scary. Now it's not scary at all because I've watched it so many times. Yeah. But um, it's got a completely different vibe. Uh, you know, you watch the sequel, it's it's a completely different thing, it's just completely and utterly different. I'm not saying that it had to be more of the same. But it just really comes off as a lighthearted live-action real Ghostbusters. It episode. was geared. It was geared more towards kids. It's very toned down. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think there's a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. No, no, no I I like the second one, but I I love the story idea with the painting and everything. But just the characters, the way that they treated them, and uh, oh, I I don't know his name, but the the art dealer guy. Oh, oh, oh. Peter, uh, Peter McNichol. That's the actor's name. Uh, but his name in the movie was a uh, Janos. Yeah, he uh, he is he, Vigor. You are like the buzzing of the flies to him. <laughs> I love that line. Really annoyed me. He was great though. I loved him so much. I and love see, you. It, and that character is straight out of a cartoon. Yeah, straight out of a cartoon. Exactly. The way yeah. the way he comes off, the way he's perceived, it's straight out of a cartoon. You know, I, yeah, I, I was I was okay with part two. I I had no problem with it. The slime thing was really interesting. I think I remember seeing part two for the first time before I had the VHS copies. Uh, I I saw it on channel seven here, on like one of those late night. But I could never see the whole thing because uh back in the day when they gave movies on tv they started them at 9 p.m and it ended at 11 and my bedtime was at 10. you know it's been a couple years since we used this stuff i hope it still works it should power cells have a half-life of five thousand years there's no time for a bench test heat them up do I think mood slime was an interesting concept. I liked the whole slime in a toaster dancing around. <laughs> you know, it was, it was great. But I oh, it dances too. It, it's just just so light. It's so lighthearted, and I mean, you know, and it's it's fun. It's fun. I enjoy it. I'll still watch it. It's like I try not to use the term guilty pleasure because if you like it, why is it, why should you feel bad about it? Regardless of uh, you know, regardless of what the general public feels about it. It's just one of those movies. If it's on, I'll still watch it. Now, do any of um, now did y'all play the uh, actual Ghostbusters game per se? Which ones? Um. Well, there was one on any on like NES and Atari Twenty Six Hundred. I, I the, remember the, I played the one where Peter had a big ass head. That was the one that was on Sega Genesis, not okay. Sega Genesis, but the Sega Master System, I think. Okay, I played that one, and I played uh, and um, these are all recent, by the way. I played the uh, I played the one where you were like in some sort of sewer system, and then when you get out, you had to be in the Ecto one, and you had to jump over the holes. Hmm. Now you how start long off in the sewer. That? I don't remember. I think it was well, Nintendo. Okay. Uh, um, I remember oh, playing that. Yeah. Was that the one that had the map of the city? No, 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 not that one. I know okay. what you're talking about. No, there's one where you start off in the sewer, going right to left, 
And I remember when you get out of the sewer, you're next thing you're the car. And then you're driving and all you gotta do is like move left and right and jump over potholes. I Ooh, thought there was only two. I thought there was only the new one. No, there's See, a whole I, bunch. No, no, there's no no, there's a lot there are a lot of different <coughs> ones. Now that one you're referring to, Ziggo, I think was Ghostbusters too. Because I never even looked at that game remotely. Never. Never looked at that one. Now, there was also an arcade console uh, Ghostbusters game that was completely different than any other game, you know, for like Nintendo or Atari or anything like that. And what happened is is that the controller was on a uh, swivel. You could turn the character 360 degrees and you just use your proton pack to blast ghosts. Like ghosts would like come up from the ground or come out from the middle of nowhere and you would shoot them. Um, there wasn't a lot of... Uh, I don't think there's really that much to the game. You might be able to find it on a KL, KLOV, Killer List of Video Games, but um, that was the last Ghostbusters game I saw until the um, the current Ghostbusters game that's out right now. Now, have any of y'all played that one? Come in, please. Pandemonium up here. Chunks of the building missing everywhere. You are required at the site now. So happy to be in demand, but these sugar balls have got me nailed down. I can't get past them. They're disgusting, and they're unhealthy. Ah, uh, did I mention there's a spectacularly beautiful lady in distress? I'll be right there. Fantastic. The new one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, oh, I love that one. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. Unof- heard- it's, an, it's an unofficial part three. Hey, I wouldn't say an unofficial part three. But it's a sequel. It's a. It takes place after part two. I wouldn't call it a sequel, but it just takes. It's in continuity, because it's written by Harold Ramis and then it, re- it, it matches up a lot of things with the, the the first two. You go revisit a whole bunch of areas, like in the game. What I love is that you you don't mind knowing these spoilers, do you, Sean? No, I don't mind. At first, you think it's a repetition, because you start. Um, the thing is that in the beginning of the game, Slimer escapes the house, and you're you're the fifth Ghostbuster. And it has the classic Ghostbuster human, because they're like, okay, so what's your name? And then Peter interrupts, no, 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 we don't want to know his name. Remember what happened to our last member? I don't want to get too attached. <laughs> you know? It's great. And then you're like, okay. You, you look like Ray for some odd reason. You look like Ray from the cartoon, not from the movies. All right. Well, basically, Sl- Slimer escapes, and he goes back to the hotel. And they make re- when you're in the hotel, they make references as to when you were first there. Like, remember, don't shoot anyone. Remember what happened to the maid last time? And then Peter <laughs> would say something like, I'm going to wait here because last time I got slimed. Okay. But then later in the game, he screams and you find him. And he's like, he slimed me again. I was waiting in the elevator and he slimed me again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's really fun. But then, you know, when you leave... You meet up with Winston, and then Mr. Stay Puff is attacking the city again. Big Evil Sailor, all the way to the... Oh! Not quite. Didn't make it. Hey, Ray, say three guys the size of your finger knocked you off the side of a 30-story building, and you had to climb all the way back up to tear them apart. How, how mad would you be at those three little dinky types? I'd go with Mighty Pissed. Uh, okay, and throw in a sugar high, too. You've killed my dessert! Scoreboard reads Ghostbusters 2, Gozer the Gozerian 0. Looking like a real big leaguer out there, champ. Ray, Peter, we're in position. The trap is set. We're prepared to capture Stay Puff. Where is he? He's that white puddle you're driving through? Timing's off by just a hair, Egon, but we're glad the trap is working again. 
you start figuring out, and I'm not going to get go into details, but you start figuring out the connection between the library ghost and Shandu. Hmm. You remember Shandu? Um, wait a minute, which one was Shandu? Was it Shandu or well, who was the the creator of the building where Diana lived in? I think it was. I think it was Shandu. No. Yeah. Okay. No. No, you might be right. I have. I, I do not know that idea. He was that ghost god thing that wasn't. No, no, you know, no. He wasn't a ghost god in the movies. He became a ghost god in the in the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, Ego Shandor. Shango. Yeah, it's Shang- Yeah, that's Shandor. It, Basically, you find the connection. Well, do you mind knowing, or do you want to play? No, the game? I, I don't. I don't mind. I don't. There's there's a big fucking spider in the game. So okay. I probably won't well, play the it. the guy who created the building that had the teleportation from the dimension where Gozer's from. The name of the guy was Shandor. And basically what happens is you go back to the library to fight the librarian because you never got to trap her. And oh. it turns out that evil Shandor, the guy who brought Gozer into this dimension, actually killed her in real life. And that's why she's a ghost because he was using a book on how to bring Gozer to this dimension and begin with. Yeah, using her to get the book. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, so it ties in a lot of things from the movies. It's a, it's a like people, I think a, a website said it, I forgot which one, I think IGN said, this is a love letter to the Ghostbusters fans. Oh yeah, I mean, it, you even get to fight the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah, you fight Stay Puft, all pecs in it, you start fighting with him. Sweet. And it's it's great, I mean, they don't have Lewis, which is fine with me, but they have, um, you can walk around the house and you can walk up to the Vigo painting and he yells at you. Why are you trapped? Have me trapped in here. <laughs> and the toaster, the toaster's there. The toaster's there. You can make it, you know, dance and stuff. The game is very interactive. Ben. Oh, it's very interactive. But you gotta like when you're in the in the house before you. Oh, you can go down the poles. It's fun. <laughs> it's a really fun game. And then you have three types of uh the machine the 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 guns. You have the slime gun, you have the regular proton gun, and then you have two other types, like an electric one and a blue jolt one. Now, what does the blue jolt one do? Um, I think it stuns certain types of ghosts because you fight different types of ghosts. So each one has the power to stop a specific type of ghost. Oh, I think, okay. like, the slime one is supposed to kill off black slime. And black slime in the game is, like, portal from other dimensions where ghosts just come in. Oh, they're really breaking this down. Oh, yeah, man. It, it is a really, really well-thought-out game. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, you go visit the Gozer dimension. What? Yeah, that's one of the levels in the game, the Gozer dimension. Is that where the big freaking spider shows up? Uh, where was the spider? No, no, that, that's, in the, that's in the hotel. Okay. Yes, the, the hotel. Near the, uh, I take it you never played Resident Evil, do you, Sean? No, I don't, I don't spiders. No, I don't like big. I don't like big ass spiders, man. Yo, no. dude, you're, me too, bro. I, I, there are two things I'm afraid of: bees and spiders. I'm not kidding. I have a phobia for insects that bite you with their ass. Spiders <laughs> don't do that, though. Well, the, 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 whatever. I hate them too. <laughs> but um, no, in in the Ghostbusters game, um, yeah, you end up going to the Gozer dimension because they're trying to merge the dimension to this one because there's a god more powerful than Gozer coming in. And I think that was Shandor. I don't remember. But yeah, they they explain a lot. Well, see, that sounds like they could have made that the third movie and just called it a day. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it it does. Cause at first you're like, okay, this is repetitive. I did this, in, you know, we saw this in the first movie, we saw this in the second movie. But then when they get into the story, you're like. Oh, that's what's going on. Okay, it's also for PlayStation 2, for those that are hearing. Lori, I'm talking to you, because I know Lori has a PS2. Uh, you know, come on, I got, I got my podcasting sister, I love her. She's awesome. You gotta represent. 
Yeah, they go all out. I mean, you know, it didn't get a lot of great reviews from people who I've spoken to, but I think it's a fantastic game. It's it's for the fans. It's for the fans. Well, everybody I've talked to loves the game. Yeah. And I mean, that's least, I mean, putting a ghost in a trap is awesome in itself. You got to wrangle them up and then put them in the beam. It's great. <laughs> nice. You know, Slimer. And at the end, oh, Peter, um, there's a girl who like, and again, this is spoilers, but there's a girl who like Peter's trying to hook up with. Because when Mr. in the beginning of the game, uh, she's played by Alyssa Milano in the game. And when Mr. Stay Puffed is trying to like go up a building, he's try- they're all trying to kidnap her. And the reason why is because I think she's a descendant of Gozer or something. Was it? Wasn't it, Brad? Uh, yeah, I believe. No, I, th- no. I think a descendant of, uh, of Shandor. Something like that. I, uh, she was interested in the Gozer exhibit in the whole... Because they have a Gozer exhibit in the, in the Metropolitan Museum. Okay. Uh, which is the museum where Ego, Igor or Evo or whatever the guy is. Anyway. Shandor. Vigo? Oh, Shandor. No, Vigo, Vigo. Oh, oh, Vigo, yeah. Yeah, that's the museum where Diana worked on. That's the museum where they have the Gozer exhibit now. That, that level's great when you fight all the Civil War ghosts. Oh, yeah. There's a part where you're in the museum and there's a whole bunch of Civil War ghosts coming to life yelling at you like Redneck Styles. Get him! And, and <laughs> I mean, you, you are in the middle of a Confederate Union battle. Yeah. There are two ghosts fighting each other. One side is the Confederate, the other side is the Union. It's great. That is absolutely insane. Yeah. Well, there's a part where Stay Puff is trying to get Alyssa Lano's character, and then they go, Peter, we need you up there. I'm not going up there. There's a hot girl that needs your help. I'll be up there in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, the thing is, is that she was like playing him, like, you know, being stupid with him. So when she was going to kiss him, Peter moved out the way and Slimer slimed her. And she got mad and started chasing Peter, and Slimer's just laughing at them both. It's great. It's a great game. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I told you the whole game, but I'm pretty sure if you play it, you'll still enjoy it. Oh, no, I know I would. If I actually played it, if um, somebody could just take care of the level that has the big spider, yeah, I'd play it. Oh, dude, I'd do that. If you had a PS3 and I live near you, I'd lend it to you. you know? <laughs> I'm the PS3 guy. That's why the Tatku guys hate me. It's okay. They don't hate you. They just hate the PS3. At least they like half of the the, the show. <laughs> no, they, lo- they they love me. They just don't love my PlayStation 3-ness. I get a 360, it's, but, you know, it's because be you, It's because you have one of the few PlayStation 3s that still play like P- PS1 and PS2 games. The yeah, new ones don't do that. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, yeah, that's the thing. I got a rare one. I scored high with this, man. I take care of that, baby. Yeah, you should, because if that one breaks down, you are Oh, screwed. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and the, the upscaling on the PS2 games are beautiful, man. Really? Mm-hmm. Not 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 a big one, but you know a, a difference. Uh, you know a uh, a uh, uh, a detailed. Yeah, I like that. noticeable difference. It's a noticeable difference. Yeah, especially PS One games. Final Fantasy Seven looks sweet, <laughs> but I bought that on the network. But uh, that's a different story. But yeah, I think I think I think in the end, Ghostbusters is just awesome. Uh, I mean, no words can explain it. I, I love Ghostbusters, and yeah. And, and, I, and I, number three. Yes, yes, we are, and with bated breath, and. Um, I, I got to say this because it has to be said, Ernie Hudson, Ernie Hudson, Ernie Hudson. I met him at Big Thanks. Apple Con. What? He is mad cool. Yeah, I never got a picture with him because um, I kind of ran out of money. You know, you got to pay for that. <laughs> yeah. But he, you know, he was wearing the Ghostbuster suit. See, I awesome. Gonna, I heard he's gonna do that at Steel City Con in uh, Pittsburgh as well. Yeah, he he was wearing a Ghostbuster suit, and I was I was I was talking to him for a bit. I was telling him how. I grew up with Ghostbusters and the Crow because he was out for oh, Officer Albrecht and the Crow. 
He sure and he, was. He was, he was just in Heroes. And I told him, I was like, dude, your character got... No, 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 wait. I didn't tell him that. I wanted to tell him because when I met him the next day, I met him on Sunday. The next day they gave Heroes and they killed off his character. I'm like, oh. Oh, that's whack. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the, the con was last weekend as we're recording this. Not this past weekend, the weekend before. And then the next day on Monday, I saw Heroes and his character got killed. I'm like, oh, man. He, you know, and I, and I said this last time when we recorded. He and Dan Aykroyd are the only ones that have aged gracefully. Really? Yeah. So-so. Well, well, no, no. I know Ernie Hudson's to- aged. I know Ernie Hudson's aged gracefully because, like, that dude works out. I mean, like, yeah, I remember where after Ghostbusters was done, I remember he showed up as a kid. What was that show? What was that, that sitcom I just I hated, but yet I watched one episode because he was at... Oh, yeah, Full House. Okay. There was an episode of Full House and where Ernie Hudson played a boxer. And I forget, like, one of the guys on the show on Full House was, like, a sports reporter, and he had an interview, Ernie Hudson. And Ernie was, like, ripped. He was in really good shape. You know, I was just like, damn. And then I saw him in Oz, and I'm like... You know, I would be scared of this dude if he was my warden. If I was ever in prison, he would like rip me in half. This dude is this dude is huge. He's and he knows he knows he's got some fighting skills too. I think he knows a couple forms of of uh, martial arts or hand to hand combat. Yeah, I don't want to mess with him. No. Did he did he spill any uh, Ghostbusters three guys? I didn't. I didn't. I, I guess I was not not starstruck. I just didn't. The thing is, is that when I meet a celebrity, I try not to tie them down to that one role. I feel you. I, I did that with Linda Hamilton and Edward for a <laughs> No, no, no. I'm so serious. People were like, did you ask him about the Terminator movies? I'm like, no. Edward Furlong, I said, dude, thank you for being a part of my childhood. And despite what people think, you did an awesome job in the fourth Crow movie. And with Linda Hamilton, I, 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 was, I was just like, uh, I, I couldn't talk because she was just overwhelming for me. But I try not to, you know. She's still hot. She's still oh, hot. She's I don't care what beautiful. anybody says. She's, she's really beautiful for her age. Well, just remember, never go to a woman and put that, put those following words to them at any given time for her age. Never no, say no, no. that. Just you're hot. There you go. There yeah, you go. No, I, I speak woman to a certain degree. So <laughs> I, I know. I, I seriously wish I could have met for long, though, because I would, I would sit down for a while and talk with him about that Crow movie. Yeah, you know it's funny. He didn't care. He was like, "Dude, I'll be honest with you. Whatever pays the bills." An amazing. It is an amazing movie in that series, though. Yeah, and you know, Linda Hamilton. She was going around to different tables and vendors and hanging out with them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Mm. She was really friendly. But anyway, before we go, we got one last bit of Ghostbusters news I want to get out there. Obviously, they've been trying to do a part three for a while, and Dan Aykroyd's been working on it for a while. Since 1990s, you know, there was one called Ghostbusters Go to Hell and all that stuff. But um, as of October 2009, Ivan Reitman confirmed his involvement with the project and he was stating unsure if he wanted to direct again, but he wanted to be at least involved as a producer. And he said that the plot would involve the paranormal researchers reopening their ghost remover service after it has been closed for quite a few years. And the source on this is on Wikipedia for Ghostbusters 3. About a week or so ago, you know, Bill Murray came out and said that he's not as involved with it as Ramus is wanting is telling everyone. So he, well, he's not exactly on board yet. Well, like a lot of it is, is that um, at least back in you know, back in the nineties, it was you know brought out that you know Murray has you know good stock in as far as a good share of stock in the Ghostbusters franchise itself so you know a film isn't a film can't be made unless Murray says okay I approve pretty much 
at least that's what that's what's always been rumored. Um, because as Ziggo said, there have been many many variations on on the Ghostbusters film, and oh, this is going to happen. Oh, this is going to happen in the '90s. I mean, there's a period of time even in the '90s after after the success of Men in Black, Columbia. This rumor, mind you, Columbia wanted to do a new Ghostbusters film with Ackroyd, Murray, Ramis, um, and Zedmore in, in a limit, and they would all have limited roles. But the new Ghostbusters would have been how'd it go? Chris Farley, Will Smith. And this is like, before, like I'm like, and this is right after Men in Black. I'm like, and this is basically when Will Smith like skyrocketed, and I'm like, you can't afford him now. Um, you cannot put all those people in a movie and, ex- and expect to, you know, you'd have to spend a lot of money for that to even happen. But there's a couple other people too. I don't have to have all Bill Murray all the time in the film. If he only shows up for a little bit, as long as it's justifiable and it's well put together, that's all I want. I just want a good movie. I just honestly want to be entertained. That's yes. all I want. See, I, I, I like the idea that was being thrown around a few months ago of, you know, the mentor mentality and having like Paul Rudd, Ryan Reynolds and some of the some of the newer comedians, like some of the really good actor comedians come in and fill the roles as the students and as the, the predecessors to them. Oh, I'd have no problem with that. Yeah, if Ryan Reynolds was involved, have him play Oscar. I could Extreme see that. Ghostbusters. Dana's baby, Oscar. <laughs> Oh, you know, because I always saw like it would be interesting if they are playing a mentor capacity. Obviously, Peter's still with Dana. Have him be Oscar's dad, like you know, kind of like John Travolta was Mikey's father in um, Look Who's Talking. Yeah, you know, have you guys seen Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking Too? I, I know what you're talking about. Sean? Yeah, I, I know what you're referring to. Right, yes, yeah. I do. You know, it'll, it'll be interesting. Have Dana opposed to it, like I don't want my son hunting ghosts, and then have them with the new, you know, like a new generation. That'll be cool. But them still. Call him the shots to a certain degree. Do you know what I mean? That 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 would work for me personally. I mean, it'll be a good way to tie it and have at least Oscar be one of the one of the students. You know, to have see see. I, I want Paul Rudd, Ryan Reynolds, and and Alicia Tyler. At least those three. Who's Alicia Tyler? You do not uh, know who Alicia Alicia Tyler I mean, is. I know her by face. She's like a really nerdy black chick uh, comedian. She's a hell of a comedian. Uh, very She's attractive. hot. Very, very attractive, and she can't. She can act for a period of time. She used to. She used to be on a CSI for a moment, uh, doing a crime analysis on CSI. She was on a couple episodes of Friends years ago. She used to uh, host. Uh, was it the Soup on on the E Network or whatever? Or yeah. To? She used. She used to host that. She's. I think she may have had a couple of stand up specials every now and then. She would be fantastic for that. Movie. Is she a porn chick? No. No. Not that Alicia Tyler. I'm Googling it right now, and I'm like, uh, while you guys are talking about that, I'm looking at this picture, and I'm like, uh, um, no, are no, you no. sure? <laughs> no, no, sir. Aisha Tyler does not do... Aisha or Alicia? Oh, I, yeah, Aisha, that's it. Aisha. Oh, I put Alicia Tyler, and I came across a porno chick. So. <sighs> oh, her! Yeah! <laughs> like I said, I know her by face. She was, um, what's her face in Friends? Yeah, uh, one of them's girlfriend later. Joey's girlfriend or Ross's? Well, he... it was Ross, I think. Yeah, yeah, because she was she was also a, a paleontologist. She was also in Twenty Four. What season? Uh, two thousand five season. She was Marianne Taylor. Oh, okay. She was, I think, uh, one of the people. I think one of um, second President Palmer, Wayne Palmer's girlfriend, or something. Or okay, cool. I think, or or, or one of his sister's friends. Yeah, yeah, she was Charlie and friends. Okay, I know who that is. Oh yeah, yeah, she's gorgeous. See, like I said, I knew her by face. I just didn't know her by name. I, I do that a lot. Uh, 
We forgive people. you. It's okay. Aisha Tyler, not Alicia Tyler. Do not Google that unless you're lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, this was fun. Anything else you guys want to say on Ghostbusters before we head out? Or It's such a... It, the franchise is just so lovingly taken care of. Mm-hmm. I agree. Which is why I'm glad they haven't rushed the part three yet. Because I think that the game was taken care of beautifully. Part two was good despite what people say. And part one, well, it's part one. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Did you see it? What is it? We got it. What is it? Will there be any more of them? (coughs) Sir, what you had there was what we refer to as a focused, non-terminal repeating phantasm or a class five full roaming vapor. Real nasty one, too. Now... Um, Ghostbusters has a place in my heart that will never be removed. Um, I had the toys. Um, I, uh, have, I have the complete, uh, real Ghostbusters, uh, series on DVD. Um, it, oh, it's really? Defi- How much that cost you? I got it when it first came out. I pre-ordered it through Time Life. I mean, now you could probably get it on Amazon for probably like one, for probably like 110, 120. I paid like 150. So, um, but dude, it has so many DVDs. I, you know, I stopped counting after 10. <laughs> so I mean, it's all in chronological good, order. Good and special features and stuff like that. Not bad at all. Not okay. bad. They have the actual um, pitch for the series, which was basically like a five-minute short, and um, it was a five-minute short to pitch to um, to pitch to Sony, and um, it was DIC because they pitched it to, pitched it to Sony, and and you can tell because they all had like the standard color uniforms on, and you know, and Peter kind of looked like Peter from the movie, and Egon had dark hair and glasses. It just resembled, they resembled more of the movie characters than anything else because it was just the pitch. And then they had to change it up um, afterwards. But um, why did they change some of that stuff? Um, well, you know, when it comes to stuff like that, if you do have characters that, that really resemble the actual movie, you know, the people that portray them in the film, you got to pay a likeness fee for that. That's true. You got to pay likeness fees, and that stuff can mount up, man. Uh, that, that stuff can mount up if you have to pay like a like if you have to pay a likeness fee per episode, depending on who, you know, depending on who you're portraying or the person you're trying to portray. And if that person's hot at the time, oh, dude, you could really pay. Uh, that's why um, when the mask cartoon came out, based off of the movie, the lead character looked a lot like uh, Jim Carrey, and you know, I'm talking about a human form. And supposedly, if I remember right, Jim Carrey's people sued um, the animation studio that made that because they said you did not ask to use Jim Carrey's face or his likeness. So, yeah, that stuff can get people in trouble. Man. Same thing in Ace Ventura. Really? So, yeah. Ace Ventura, he looked, the cartoon looked just like Jim Carrey. Yeah, but there was the, a the, cartoon. Oh, yeah, there was yeah, a cartoon. Yeah. Actually, Spike had an awesome role in that cartoon, man. That cartoon was great. <laughs> actually, it was kind of funny. But see, the thing is with the with the uh, with the Ace Ventura cartoon. His look was so animated, you could get away with that. But with the mask cartoon, he just, you know, when he was in standard human form, he looked very human. And, you know, standard, you know, standard animation-wise, it wasn't too cartoony. So it really resembled um, Jerry Carey. So they had, you know, yeah, they, got, they almost got, they got in trouble for that. There's a lot of brouhaha. So, uh, so, yeah, but no, Ghostbusters has a real, real special place for me. And, um, you know, I'm glad, I'm, glad it, I'm, glad it, I'm glad it exists. I'm glad it came out. And that I never had to think of that uh, terrible filmation series that was based off that terrible live action series from the seventies. Which one? We wish not to talk about that, sir. Um, yeah, that's that's where I'll, that's where we leave. No, the there was a live action series in the seventies. I think that was produced by Filmation. 
star it starred Larry Storch from F Troop. And um, there are two guys. They call themselves the Ghostbusters. And uh, they had a, a, gr- a guy in a monkey suit, a gorilla suit that also fought ghosts. And when Columbia, when Sony decided to, you know, DIC and Sony decided to make a Ghostbusters cartoon, Domation sued them or was going to sue them. And then they decided to name the cartoon the real Ghostbusters because Filmation also decided uh, yeah, to come out. Yeah, because they had the, yeah, 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 I remember that. They came out with their live action version of the uh, of of the old Filmation Ghostbusters cartoon. So I mean, Ghost they came out with the cartoon of the old live action series. So that's why the Ghostbusters were called the real Ghostbusters. That's true. Paraphrase they were the real Ghostbusters. So we're the best. We're the beautiful. We're the only Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. I ain't afraid of no ghost. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Yes, we're back. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Something strange going on. Something's wrong. Room in the room. Outside is the storm. All alone. Certified check. Watch cash or money order. Yo, is that what I did? Did I see something move? Chills on this line. Your heart fills with fright. Not filled by the things that go up in the night. Walk through the wall with no time to stall. You call the Ghostbusters. Well, that's who you call. Anyway, bro, before we go, you one quick question before you pimp out your PKD Media stuff. Okay. Are we going to get a comic strip? You know how you have those buddy cop comic strips like uh, Mercury and the Murder? It's, it's kind of buddy cop-ish. Are, yeah. are we getting something Ghostbusters kind of in that tone? Uh, maybe maybe next year. Um, in, in a possible volume of PKD Media Presents, um, I've got a couple of ideas. And actually, the characters are already fleshed out. The concepts are already put together. What it really comes down to is actually writing a script for for them and getting it out to uh, Michael Schwartz of Oceanverse. Sweet. And I was supposed to do that a long time ago. Yeah. And and there's just uh, I got so much stuff on my plate. Um, if you go to pkdmedia.com, actually, um, as of this as of the moment we were recording this, we are introducing our fall PKD Media lineup. So by the time you hear this episode, this is what's going down. Every Monday and Tuesday, you're going to get Mercury and, Mercury and the Murd, which is a buddy cop comedy. Um, every uh, Wednesday, you're going to get X01 and the Rock Solid Steelbots, the sci-fi action. Um, every Thursday, you're going to get the PKD Media Spotlight, where we interview an art, an independent artist, or artist or creator, uh, a po- you know, a podcast host, various various bunches of people. Every Friday, you're going to get the Agents of Cult, which is kind of like my take on. It's kind of like I guess you could say GI Joe meets, uh, you know, with more of a sci-fi choice. GI Joe meets Men in Black per se. And Saturday and Sunday on PKDmedia.com, uh, we will have an exclusive comic uh, written and drawn by Luke Foster of Moon Freight 3 fame. And he is also the co-host of the Nine Panel Nerds podcast. And the uh, webcomic is called The Gang from the Store, which is basically tales uh, from a comic book store. So we will have entertainment, uh, hopefully, if, if I stay on top of things, on top of where everything else I do, uh, seven days a week. And we also we just signed we just signed a deal to have our comic books digitally on mydigitalcomicshop.com. Awesome. So uh, you all of our books that are currently out right now: Mercury and the Murder Collected Edition Volume One, PKD Media Presents Volume One, 
and Wasted Wonderland will all be available for digital download from them. And we are, as far as on the paper side, if you go to IndyPlanet.com, I-N-D-Y Planet.com, you can get the paper versions of our books from there. Still trying to work on building the store on our website, PKDmedia.com, P-K-D-M-E-D-I-A.com. So still trying to build a store there, but you can still read comics for free on our website. You'll be able to get a podcast very soon from our website. And, you know, we'll keep trying to entertain you. We just need more people to come on by. That's all I got. And thank you for having me on the show, guys. Yeah, man. No, no. It's always fun to talk to you, man. I mean, you're you're, you're seriously one of the coolest dudes out there, you know? <laughs> well, thanks, man. I appreciate it's, it. It's not even that. You're also like, you're a comic creator, but you're, you know, you're taking the time to hang out with us. You're like, talks. you're like Rob Layfield if Rob Layfield wasn't Rob Layfield. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll, I'll take that. Thank you. You know, look, man, at the end of the day, look, we're all people. Yes. It, you know, honestly, we're all, we're all people. So, I mean, you look, y'all love comics, y'all love entertainment. I love comics, I love entertainment. So, you know, when we can always come to a nice gentle medium and just talk about it and just say what we feel about it, and at the end of the day, everybody's cool with it, that's what I love. And that's what comics and entertainment in general needs to come back to. You know, I really don't care what, you, you know, what you're for. I don't care if you're a DC dude, a Marvel dude, an indie dude, a small press dude, or I, I don't care, man. I just want y'all to have fun reading comics. That's all I want. Yeah. That's all I No, yeah, and I'll be honest, I'm not saying this to kiss your ass and I've told you this a million times, but um you're you're the reason that got me, you're the person that got me into indie comics. If it wasn't for your indie comic. And I, I love what you write, bro. You're you're a big inspiration, man, seriously. And well, I mean, dude, well, well thank you, man. I'm for real, man. That's much appreciated, man. I see yeah, yeah, I'd say that. I mean, you know, no, I, it's true. I'm not I'm not you know, I'm just saying it's I love I dude uh, Brad, have you read the Mercury and the Merd stuff yet, bro? Uh, I believe I got a preview issue or something. I it does. I, I know what the story is and everything. Uh, I, I think he has sure the whole. I, I think he, you have the whole thing on PKD already, right? The whole yeah. The, the, the entire cosplay order of Doom wrapped up. Yeah, that Leroy is, sent me that. I haven't bookmarked. Okay. Yeah, that you, you, it's awesome. You should be able to. Cause I had to fix some things on the website because sometimes comic press is a little wonky. Um, you should be able to go all the way back to the beginning. And like literally read it in sequential order, um, you know, with a couple of bumps here and there, you know, with like either like a commercial or something like that, you know, that's yeah. been posted. Yeah, it, it really reminds me of Stroker and Hoop, and I like that. You know what, man? That's funny you mentioned that because you are the second dude to say that. The first person was uh, Adam Murdo from Comic Geek Speak, who, <laughs> yeah. who, who, who we basically who we based the Murdo character off of. He said the exact same thing. So that, that's really cool. I'm glad somebody caught on that. I, I really I, do. I, really I do. like Stroker and Hoop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't watch a buddy cop thing without thinking of Mercury and the Murder. Like, oh, man. This is cool. We'll, we'll see. Then we're doing the right thing, man. Yeah, man. No, it's great. And then the other stuff. Black Stains are in space. You left me hanging. That's the whole purpose of PKD ah! Presents. PKD Media Presents is an anthology title where you get Mercury and the Murder. They're normally in the front of the book. And then you're going to get a bunch of other like titles as well, and some will be to be continued on to the next thing. The whole goal is, is to get four volumes of PKD Media Presents okay, out cool. about. Oh. And then after, after we get four volumes done, then we're going to you know probably take things in a different direction. I, I really don't know. A, a lot of it has to do with finances, too. Um, my biggest problem is, is that I have a million ideas, and I don't know when to stop. And, um, and maybe I need to start streamlining things and... and getting things in order because I also want to do live action entertainment as well, but I don't have live action entertainment money. I barely have enough money to make these comics. 
got a million ideas, but not a million dollars. <laughs> Damn straight. There you, there you go. Brad summed it up. Yep. <laughs> Brad yep. summed it up. So yeah, man. You know, maybe I could have a bake sale or something like that. <laughs> hey, there you go. Well, before we do go, I do want to give a quick shout out. Um, too old to grow up. They had a Ghostbusters episode also last year for their Halloween special. So just so it doesn't feel like we gave him a cop out, if you guys want to hear a different take on that, go back to Too Old to Grow Up episode 30 and check that out. Uh, you guys know Ken. He's been here a lot of times, uh, especially for our Smallville reviews. But anyway, let's get out of here. Sean, thank you again for joining us, bro. It's always awesome to hang out with you for a bit, man. Hey, you're welcome, man. For real. I'm, I'm, you know, I think, you know, I'll be honest with you, I had more fun this time than the first time we did recording it. I just, you know... It was real comfortable. Not saying the first time wasn't comfortable, but I I really dug the vibe of this recording. I I, I think this one was more meant to be than the other one. I think yeah, that's why I, the other one messed up. And and I hope this one is okay. Oh, this one's <laughs> this one should be fine. Yeah, and yeah, I, I I like this one a lot better too. Longer too, and just um, that's what she said. Um, you know, nobody caught that. Okay, no, no, mm-hmm. I, I, I did. I, I, all right, all right, yeah. But no, but um, anyway, it's ten o'clock. I'm gonna watch Heroes, and then I'm gonna go to uh, work early in the morning. Yeah. See you guys later. So, Sean, anything you want to give a shout out before we leave? Any anything you want? It's totally cool. Um, let's see here. Well, the floor's yours, buddy. You know, um, you know, shout outs to anybody out there that's really trying to hustle and 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 you know and get toward that goal and uh, make that dream a reality. You know, it's never too late to start doing what you want to do with your life, and just know. No matter what, no matter what you do, it's gonna take work, and ain't none of it gonna come easy. And there's gonna be a lot of doubters, but in your heart, you better know. You know, in your heart, you know what you're doing. You know, is either good or whether it's some BS. So, you know, if you want it, go get it, cause ain't nobody gonna get it for you. So you gotta do it for self. So inspirational. Yeah, every time, but dude, every time this guy's on a podcast, I have to listen because he always has these awesome inspirational words, man. Oh no! See, we need to see. We need to bring back the old school GI Joe animated PSAs. Yeah, that's that's what we're Now you know, and knowing is half the battle. You should throw that in your comics, bro. No, man. See, then see, then that comes off as too that comes off as too preachy, and I don't want to be that dude that comes off too preachy. You know what I'm saying? I want people to be able to enjoy their books and not and not have a sermon while reading it. <laughs> but I feel you though. I, I appreciate that though. But no, man. If you if you want to go get it, that's. That's all I'm saying. If you want it, you got to hustle for it because ain't nobody gonna hand no, ain't nobody gonna hand you nothing. And I can assume that uh, PKD Media is gonna be at Super Show, right, this March? Yeah, um, oh, we yeah. are bringing, uh, we're bringing the PKD Army um, with us uh, for this show, and we've got a few tables. Uh, we co-sponsor another table, and we'll have, um, so we'll have stuff everywhere, all over that show. So be on the, be on the lookout, man. As, as we get closer to the date. Um, you, you know, you, you'll get all the details, trying to work on some special promotions. Awesome. Um, and, um, you know, we're going to try to have plenty of books available, including new stuff. So, oh yeah, this is going to be fun for everybody out there. Yeah, I'm bringing my stuff to get signed. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Well, cool, man. Hey man, be more than happy to sign it, dog. I, uh, yeah, I was going to say one quick thing and I know it's a little bit of a cross promotion. I want to see Mercury and the Merd crossover with mimes. Well, you know, um, <laughs> what's funny about that is, is that, um, I remember uh, talking about that on like half hour wasted. I think a long time ago. Either that, or I was talking with Radio. I was talking with Wayne from Ra- the Radio Wayne podcast yeah, a yeah. long time ago about that. And you know, one day it could happen. It, it, it could. It could happen. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I, I can't make no promises on it, but I no, think. No, uh, no, I figured. I, I know. I think Charpar is doing the uh, artwork for my for the new Mind's Dark now. So 
So, you know, and I work with Andrew. I work with Andrew on uh, Black Danger in Space and Agents of Cult. So seeing that how, uh, you know, me and uh, Wayne Cordova now have like this link between us with Andrew. Yeah, you never know what could happen. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to take too much of your time, so I'm going to let you go. All right, man. All right, no problem. Man. Hey, guys, seriously, thanks a lot for having me, man. For oh, real, no, I had no, a good no. time. Anytime, anytime you want to come back, bro. Seriously, feel free to let us know. We are more than happy. Any, well, cool, brother. Any geek movie you want to geek out on, man? You're more than welcome to get on. Okay, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, anyway, I just really want to thank Sean Pryor of PKD Media for joining us. It's always been really fun, and it's always an awesome time talking to him. He's one of the best dudes out there. And I just want to say this, though. If you guys enjoyed him on this episode, guess what? He has his own podcast. Since we recorded this episode, because we recorded this episode last October, it took us a while to release it, um, he got his own show, which is called the PKD Black Box. So at the time he was talking, he was on the works of getting it done, but now it's already up and flowing. Um, if you go over to www.pkdmedia.com, just like we mentioned, you can check out his comics, which are awesome, and also his podcast, his podcast, which is actually easily one of my top three podcasts out there. It's really cool. Also, on top of that, don't forget to check out Brad's Spoiler Box over at www.spoilerbox.blogspot.com. These links will be on the show notes as well in case I'm speaking too fast or anything like that. Cool. All right. The email to ComicTube is comictube at gmail.com. Our website is still under construction. I'll get to that when I get to that. But if you guys want to leave a voicemail, you can do so at 347-404-5302. So please feel free to leave a voicemail or an email or a comment on the forums. Over at www.thecomicforms.com under comic tube, you know, if you guys just want to talk about, did you like Ghostbusters, what you guys think of it, or anything like that. Stuff like that. Alright, uh, before we get out of here, just want to let everyone know that we are proud members of HeroesCorner.com, the League of Comic Book Podcasts, and the Comics Podcast Network. Last but not least, as always, please try to leave us an iTunes review, and the only reason why I'm always stressing this is because when you leave an iTunes review... It makes us more noticed on iTunes. That way people can check us out and people get a chance to check us out and enjoy us as much as you guys are enjoying us right now. So if you leave us an iTunes review, you know, you can just let people know what you guys think and, you know, it'll, it'll get us more on the map and things like that. Anyway, I hope you guys had an awesome New Year's and stay tuned for the blooper reel. After the blooper reel, there will be a quick preview of next episode's comic too. Or, uh breaking the fourth wall here this is our second time recording this and i'm pretty sure this time the recording will be fine <laughs> how's that breaking the fourth wall we usually talk to the audience fifth wall seventh wall you know what the seventh the seventh wall is talking to another universe uh, that is watching box. us get your mother boxes ready for translation i, I, I gone cross side again you don't know about the mother box? Don't no, you read? Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, the mother box where? Nothing. Never mind. DC? I said nothing. Uh, yes, DC, the mother box. Yes, DC Comics, mother box. Yes. Okay. Isn't that Metron stinging? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh. Wow, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Just imagine it as a cosmic iPod. What podcast they listen to? And you know they're not allowed to have music at Apocalypse. Imagine Darkseid just listening to The Fixer's Hideout. Begin. This is one movie to to compare to other. 
Uh, this is one movie, I'm sorry, this is one movie to, um, you can just, uh, help me out here. Words, words, you can word it, you can... I don't even know what you're talking about. You can word... You can word movie help English do not know. <laughs> you can quote it! Has there you go. Lines. Okay, there you go. Look, we, we honestly had no idea what in the world you were trying to get across. No idea. We could not help you. My brain had like a bad maze moment, like this way, this way. No, no, no. We yes, have no idea whether that was a lifeline or what, but you we would have failed you on that. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> here, like, you guys can't see me. I'm moving my hands like, help me. Word, make movie. <laughs> Sorry about that. I do that a lot. I always keep my a little steady. I'm always behind. Yeah, you're gonna have to edit for a second. I feel like I'm youngin' because I don't remember too. The only thing I know Paul Belushi from is Animal House. You never watched the original John Belushi. Oh yeah. John Belushi's the Blues Brothers, the original Blues Brothers. Did did he say Jim Belushi? No, he said Paul Belushi. Paul Belushi. Is there a Paul Belushi? <laughs> I'm no mixing Paul my Belushi's up. I'm sorry. Boy, you and them words tonight killing you, man. Killing you. It's I all has, right. I has college education. <laughs> it's all right, dog. We still love you. Uh, you. <laughs> no, it would have been a completely different movie. I mean, who knows how it would have turned out. So, but I'm glad it is the way it is. Yeah. Let's talk more about, um, let's talk more about the, uh, like some of the stuff, like, for example, what was I going to say? You know, one, one of the... Another word you're reaching for? No, no, no. I'm trying to just come up with you. Well, a good word to start you off? No, 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 no. All right. Um... More news, you go have bedtime. Shut up. That's how I could never watch Lois and Clark back in the day. Thank you. <laughs> oh. You know, it's funny. Actually, here's a little side thing. This is so sad. You know Lois and Clark, the TV show? Yeah. I could never watch it because of my bedtime, so I had to wait for the DVDs to come out to watch them entirely. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like in fourth grade or something, and my mom wouldn't, like, my, my grandmother, I, I was raised by my grandmother, I call her my mom. My grandmother wouldn't let me watch it, and I remember, like, on certain nights when my biological mom was here, she would sneak me out of bed and let me watch it. Like, yeah. yeah you were a young whippersnapper, yeah. weren't you? I'm sorry, Grandpa. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah. But I, I had no problem with the second. Um, hold on. All right. Um. Now that I'm sat back down. Okay. The bumpies. Sounds like my neighbor next door. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Shut up! Stop making noise. Are they eating macaroni too fast? Even well, though I something like like Hannah Montana games. That, that just it, doesn't need to be known. No, that doesn't. That's just kind of wrong. That That's just real, real wrong. That's like you and Paul Rubens together. It just doesn't need to be out there for the world to know. No, I mean, we're, we're not ready yet. No, 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 no. no. I, I feel you. Completely in complete agreement with you on that. <laughs> what? That the, that the world's not ready for me and Paul Rubens? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and on that note... <laughs> You know, I actually watched a uh, Harold Ramis movie the other day that I did not know was Harold Ramis. What was that? Year One. Oh, did he direct it or did he write it? 
uh, wrote and produced. Really? And, he, and he's in it. Huh. Dude, that movie was hilarious. I'm a Jack Black fan, and I am ashamed. Um, my, my, I don't know. I, I just, I saw, I just saw it, and I, and I just, I had no interest. I'm, you know, if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. Hey, more yeah, power yeah, yeah. to I'm you. Yeah, I'm not giving that to you. Well, well, more, more power to you. If you enjoyed it, I'm glad for you. I just looked at it, and I was just like, no. And I, and I, and I think, you know, the thing is, is that with me and Jack Black, it's 50-50. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, I'm down. Other times I'm like, no. And I, but every time I see Michael Sarah. If Michael Sarah plays the same freaking role one I more time, him. I hate him. One more time, you know, I know the dude can act. Please stop doing the same thing over and over again. I'm like, dude, you are the new John Hater. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, see, the thing that I loved about the movie though is all the historical and biblical references. Oh, okay. I mean, the. Uh, part that Harold Ramis plays is Adam from Adam and Eve. <laughs> okay, cool. I, the, yeah. Does it maybe I wanted to pick it. Maybe maybe I wanted to make it my pick of the month. And I tried to Dude, yeah, I did. No, 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 no. Hey, y'all quit fighting. Couples ain't supposed to fight. Couples ain't supposed Bullshit. to fight like that. No, no, Tell no, that no. to all Wait. my exes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you fight with Pete with Herbert yet? No, everything's fine, dude. <laughs> that, that was not me that said that that time, Brad. I just want you to know that was all Ziggo. I know it. Everything's fine. But uh, well, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. I'm not good with goodbyes, <laughs> so this is till next time. <laughs> It'll be okay. Be strong, man. Pee-wee's playoffs is on. Listen, I don't lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, Sean, you have a good night, all right, buddy? All right, yeah, yeah, y'all take it easy. Yeah, bye. Bye. Right, hey, Brad, I'm going to go watch Heroes, so we'll close this out another time, all right, buddy? Cool, because I've been, like, itching. Yeah, me like, too. Heroes. All right, all right. Peace, man. Right, on the next episode of Comic Tube. You better wake up. The world you live in is just a sugar-coated topper. There is another world beneath it. The real world. For thousands of years, they have existed among us. You keep your eyes open. They're everywhere. Chances are you've seen them yourself and didn't know it. A secret nation. Our livelihood depends on our ability to blend in with a lust for power. We should be ruling the humans. These people are our food. They've got their claws into everything. Politics, finance, real estate. There's a war going on out there. He makes the weapons. I use them. Now, one will lead them to conquer mankind. Tonight, the age of man comes to an end. We're going to be gods. And one will try to stop him dead. There are worse things out tonight than vampires. Like what? Like me. Half human. Blade's mother was attacked by a vampire while she was pregnant. Half immortal. You got the best of both worlds. All our strengths. None of our weaknesses. He is their greatest fear. And our only hope. Soapin season on all vampires.
Wesley Snipes, Stephen Dorff. You're one of them, aren't you? No, I'm something else. Blade. And that concludes this week's PKD Black Box. The PKD Black Box is available via iTunes, or you can go to pkdmedia.com to get our show, check out our forum, and read comics like Mercury and the Murd, XO one on the Rock Solid Steel Bots, Agents of Colt, and Luke Foster's The Gang from the Store, six days a week for free. And if you're on iTunes or our forum board, drop us a line or email us at blackbox at pkdmedia.com. Thanks again for listening. Until then, dream big and hustle hard.